1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember... That imaginations shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Margarita Cadenas we talk about her new film Women of the Venezuelan Chaos this is a conversation once again that I think you're going to want to uh, pay attention to we, we, we talk about Venezuela and, and if you are reading the news, if you're on BBC or if you're on Al Jazeera, if you're looking through CNN uh, from time to time, you're going to be hearing uh, more and more about what's going on in, in Venezuela and and why this is uh, not only a relevant conversation but an incredibly important and relevant film. Uh, Margarita and I talk about duty and responsibility. We talk about uh, be, uh, you know being born into a progressive and a rich country and, and what are the implications of that. We talk about immunity and, and how corruption runs so deep. We talk about something uh, that we, we often talk about here on face to face, and that is the gap. Why, why corruption is bad, and how deep it really, really goes. We talk about the importance of mothers and and being inspirational to younger filmmakers, and and uh, why uh, a, a government can make a country into a country uh, of beggars, and. Um, it, it, so many other things come up in our conversation uh, about Margarita's new film. And again, it's Women of the Venezuelan Chaos. Don't forget, we have lots of uh, other interviews and, uh, and conversations to choose from on face 2 davidpecklive.com for more information about my speaking and writing. And if you want to get behind Face to Face, you can do that on patreon.com, and you can support us there on a monthly basis too. Coming right up, Margarita Kendedis and her new film, Women of the Venezuelan Chaos. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here with us today. Face to face, actually. Digitally face to face on Skype. Uh, Margarita Cadenas is here joining us to talk about her new film, Women of the Venezuelan Chaos. Welcome to Toronto. Welcome to Hot Docs. Uh, thank you for, for your time today uh, to, to chat about your film and, and some of the issues uh, that you that you raise so brilliantly in the film. So thank you
0: thank you and thanks to you to be interested in the film in Venezuela and because it's important for us to talk about it
1: so so why don't we start right there what why is this so important for you personally so obviously uh, you're a filmmaker you're a documentarian you're a storyteller uh, i've interviewed many filmmakers over the years and sometimes they they get into a story for a particular reason and then it takes them down a completely different path, and they say, "Wow, we had no idea." And then the film the film takes on a life of its own. What What about What about for you, Margarita?
0: Well, the, uh, that is true. You know, this film. I am from Venezuela. I live in Paris. I'm, you know, I'm living in Paris for 36 years. I went to study, and then I stayed there. I married. I made my life there. And, you know, being a filmmaker and seeing what was happening in Venezuela, in my motherland, and seeing how the situation was getting worse and worse, and the newspapers, the media in France, they didn't talk so much about Venezuela. Maybe sometimes there were some articles and some news, but not really about the situation. And that's why I decided to make this film. That is, let's say, a personal reason, because for me, I have my family in Venezuela and I know how the people are suffering in Venezuela. And then I say, well, I have to, it's my duty, it's my responsibility Hmm. to do something about my country and to get people to know. And that was incredible because I made this film for France. And, you know, I say, well, I thought that was going to be a sort of a documentary and, and that's it, no, but for France and what happened with the film is beyond my expectations because then uh, we went to prague in 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 czech republic Uh, then we went in we start that the 9th of march okay Uh, prague geneva london
1: uh,
0: Hey, um, Copenhagen, uh, Frankfurt, where we won the Audience Award. That was the first time the, a foreign film won the Audience aware in Frankfurt. Uh, then I, the film was released in the States, uh, in in Florida and North Carolina, and now I'm here in Hot Dogs and I have to go to Oslo and to New York and and to Barcelona and you know has been all festival human rights festival documentary festival they I was selected and and, you know I'm very happy because it is getting of course as a filmmaker I'm very proud and happy for that but for me, the most important thing is that I'm giving this awareness all over,
1: all over it's, the world. It's quite remarkable, the, 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 the success that you're already having with the film. And it's, it speaks to the, the, the importance of the subject matter, it seems to me, and, and to the stories of these five women. And, and I wonder if you have any insight onto why it's resonating with people. Is it about the injustice uh, is it about women's empowerment? Is it about uh, a story that myself included knew very little about? What, or is, or is it all of those things?
0: No, it's uh, well, it's all, all of course. For me, it's more, you know, to talk about the violation of the human rights in Venezuela, to talk about the lack of food, lack of medicine, to talk about. Uh, political prisoners, injustice, punishment, is because the situation in Venezuela now is so terrible that anything works in Venezuela. And, uh, you know, when you, I was born in Venezuela, I was born in democracy, in a progressive country, a very rich country. A, a country that was getting really developing enormously, and to to see what is happening now mm. is so is like uh, I don't know eighty years ago.
1: Right, maybe. it's gone. It's gone so far back. It's gone far <laughs> back politically. It's gone far back economically and socially, and the fear and the corruption and the crime and so on.
0: No, he's. You know, I was in London in Human Rights Watch Film Festival in London, and I met in the public who was a socialist, um, English socialist. Uh, so, No, socialist, no sociology. So
1: sociology, yes, yes, sociologist. Yep, yep. Maybe maybe a psychologist, maybe a sociologist, <laughs> but probably not a philosopher, right?
0: <laughs> and then uh, he said to me that uh, he he he's from Cambridge and he said to me that they are studying what is going on in Venezuela and there is no any reference that they, they can have. Venezuela is a really you know unique uh, That is terrible, I I would like to be that Venezuela is a unique country for another reason. For another reason. (laughs) Yes, but uh, the case of Venezuela is like everything, health, education, uh, uh, security, uh, violation of the human rights, uh, the uh, dictatorship, totalitarianism, Drug trafficking is like everything is going wrong in Venezuela, and for me, the most important thing is that the population is suffering so much.
1: Would you say that this is a? Um, um, I, and I really want to get into the the stories of some of of some of the women that you 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 highlight in the film, and I'm 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 fascinated that they actually even agreed. Uh, to some degree to be seen on camera and to actually tell their stories this is another to me an indication of how how deep the problem goes how systemic uh, this this issue uh, these issues really are but there was one uh, particular scene with um, uh, Louisa whose son ended up in in prison for several years with no trial no real questions answered uh, not being able to see him and and her husband Rosmond, I believe is his name right is yes. that right? So her husband says something. He's looking out the window, and I, I love the way you use windows and bars and and so so thematically throughout the film. I mean, I I felt I felt kind of claustrophobic while watching the film, without a doubt. Um, but he's looking out the window, I think, and he says something to the effect of, "If this is about if this is about politics, there's not much we can do." Yes. And and do you feel that sense of um cynicism as well would you say or do you feel and usually this would be a question i would ask you at the end of the interview you know (laughs) do you feel do you feel hopeful still but but i still come away with a sense of that that this is a very severe problem politically and socially and so on in the country but do you agree with him that if it's about politics there's nothing we can do
0: well, uh, I could say that now the situation is so bad, the situation is uh, with, you know, the problem that we have is these people they are in power, they need to remain in power.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting way of putting it. They need to remain in power.
0: They need it because they have a lot of if they lose the power and the uh, immunity they are going to be persecuted by violation of the human rights uh, because drug trafficking because corruption do you know there are Millions and millions and billions, trillions of dollars that they is, is stole from from the country. It it is impossible that Venezuela is a bankrolled uh, country, and now we depends on the Russian, the Iranian, and the Chinese because. Oh. Hmm. Venezuela is a mortgage country, right? Because they, we have to pay with petrol the money that they that the the government needs to pay the debt
1: uh there there's a there's a scene uh with with uh, uh, Kim the first woman who you you start to follow you start the film with and i want to ask you about your establishing shot in the film as well. You open with the moon and this beautiful shot of the moon and i'm I'm interested to know why you made that decision uh maybe maybe we can come back to that, but Kim is this nurse who uh, is working in a system that's really broken down. I mean, this is a metaphor for everything else. It seems to me that's that's going wrong in so many countries around the world, but particularly Venezuela. Can't find a syringe, a ten milliliter syringe that actually works for 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 uh, antibiotics and for babies. And so we start to see some of the issues. She's talking to a doctor, and the doctor says something to the effect of, "We have to have faith because everything everything's going to be okay."
0: I know. For me, that was, you know, I couldn't believe. Faith, come on. We are in a hospital. We don't have anti- antibiotics, serines and everything. Uh, we have to have faith for that is that response that really killed me.
1: Do you think do you think Margarita that he meant uh that he meant actual faith you know uh, religious spiritual faith or did he mean was he trying to say to Kim oh you know what just don't bother me anymore uh i, I this is really not as much of a problem as you say it is and by the way we'll we'll, we'll figure it out somehow like it's almost it's almost no. as if it's almost as if this is what the political response is as well right no, no. it's
0: is that is that for me his response is, "Well, maybe something is going to arrive, and we sort it out for that moment." You know, there is no really because they, you know, the problem is they cannot do anything about it. They depends, and for uh, you know, they, 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 in in the hospital when I was in the hospital and I went to the pharmacy and King, she was asking for antibiotic and for the serine and they said, oh my dear, come later, maybe there there will be some or whatever And, and then seeing King telling to the people you must go to the pharmacy to buy what you need, and, and in this hospital, they are, you know, for, you can see the people, you know, they are poor, they don't have the money, and it's so terrible, so terrible, and right. then you see, come on, we are such a rich country, and these people have stolen, and they, it is not even, you know, because it's not the corruption. The the corruption is something that always happened in Venezuela, but the levels of the corruption now is just unimaginable.
1: So, so it's almost like you 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 accept a certain amount of corruption, but the level to which the corruption has gone within this political regime is so deep, it's almost as if there's no way to get out
0: no I don't accept uh, the corruption but I know
1: but you know <laughs>
0: right
1: right I see what you mean yeah yeah
0: the corruption exists in France in Canada of course in, in, in the States in China everywhere there is a, a, a disease <laughs> let's see
1: absolutely yeah it, well and a... I think and you know what I think Margarita I think sometimes I think if you were you were to ask somebody in in a supposedly uh, uh, you know just country like canada let 's say or United States, they would say Oh of course there 's corruption here, but they wouldn 't really they don't they don 't live their lives as if it depended on this this as you say this disease, whereas in a country like Venezuela or Cambodia. Or other countries around the world where the corruption runs so deep, you're living as 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 was it Maria Jose who said, I mean, at the end of the film, you say she's living in in sort of this constant state of fear, and I would think, I would think many Venezuelans are yeah. are, 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 are there in 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 that kind of a. Setting. No,
0: but it's, you know, for me, each woman for for me each woman is a subject, right, and um, is a topic. A he topic,
1: told, right?
0: he uh, Kim is health. Um, Luisa is political prisoner, and then to talk about torture and everything what happened inside in the jail. And then uh, Maria Jose is amazing because she, she can afford to buy what she needs. And you can see how she gets prepared with the uh, diapers. The, the diapers
1: yes yes yeah the bar the, bar, the bartering <laughs> yes
0: and then but she what happened even though that she has the money and everything she doesn't have water and the most important thing is she live with fear, with fear. and that is something that for me Maria Jose is fear all that is injustice and Eva is lack of food, the the shortage. And, but all of them, they suffer the same thing. It's not that they are topics that they they are a symbol, but all they are suffering the same problems. And that is, that's why this film for me is, I wanted to show a, a spectrum what is the daily life of Venezuela? Not only women, because in the film you see there are men that exist. Is my personal choice to 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 do the film through the women's through, eyes,
1: through the eyes of women. I was going to say to you, not very many men show up in the film. Uh, there's there's uh, there, there's very few really that you and you certainly don't focus on their stories. And I thought that was wonderful how. How you're trying to tell this story, this political story, that typically, or typically, or often would be told, uh, you know, through the eyes of a patri, I mean, a, a patriarchal kind of uh, approach.
0: Yeah, it's about. Um, you know, the thing is, for me, it's important the mother. All of them are mother, and
1: right, yes,
0: and and you know, a mother, she she has to cope with all the problems you know is uh to wake up at the school the food how to organize and then the venezuelans uh, women they are not uh you know in the home right
1: or, right like, well you know, i love i love how you tell kim's story she's up at four thirty in the morning getting prepared to work two jobs she comes okay. back home then heads back to the hospital to work till seven o'clock at night. And I thought it was lovely how you did, uh, as she's walking down the stairs. How how you did leave in the line about how her husband does help her quite a bit. You know, yes. I thought that was quite lovely that you left that little bit in. But here we see this strong woman who clearly could be a polit- political leader with with no question in my mind. Uh, yes. You know,
0: oh, that is. I'm going to tell you something, Kim. she's amazing. Um, I don't know if you remember there is a, a shot that I follow her. Yeah, with the it, sort of the steady or,
1: the steady cam shot through the hallway.
0: Well, it's not a steady cam. It's not a steady cam, right. <laughs> <laughs> not shoot with a steady. Yeah, you know? Was, we was wear it, eyes. Were,
1: were you sitting we in were, a wheelchair or something being pulled through? No,
0: the... we, use, uh, there is, uh, we use what we call the steady cam for poor people
1: <laughs> that's amazing
0: <laughs> there is the osmo osmo is just a little camera that is very very steady and do you, you have with your iPhone do you, you see what you are shooting and that oh, is I see
1: that so your iPhone's the monitor yes okay yeah
0: and then it's, uh, you know, very, very small. It's uh, like, uh, like a microphone. Okay. You know, it's like that. And you use it, and you can, is we call a for poor people.
1: And, and what kind of a camera is it again, just from a technical... Osmo. And how do you spell that? O-S-M-O?
0: O-S-M-O.
1: That's amazing. I love stories like that. I interviewed a woman... Uh, from toronto international film festival last year jenna bass from south africa and her film um, high fantasy she filmed the whole film uh, on an iphone on an iphone 8 except for some drone shots that were done with you know i guess a gopro or something along those lines but it's remarkable what as you say a steady camp for poor people what people are doing how resourceful women uh, i was going to say women filmmakers but filmmakers like you who are (laughs) who are making it work right (laughs)
0: No, and, and it's amazing because... It's, it's, inspira-
1: people, it's inspirational, right, to younger filmmakers.
0: Yes, but, uh, uh, and there is, uh, <laughs> you know, it's amazing because a lot of people, they say, you shot this film undercover like a spy, but you have such a good aesthetic, beautiful views. Right. And you know, people think that we have aesthetic, but no, come on, it's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) But I I was telling you that maybe, I don't know, a lot of people will remark, there is a military in the shot, and he look at the camera. Yes. Do you remember? I do
1: remember, yes.
0: Well, then what happened then, was that a lot of soldiers came to take the material and to take our camera and everything. Well Kim she insulted them. Let us work. We they are doing a film about me because I'm a very good nerve and I have to make this film in an hour because I have a lot of work and she say, go away and everything. And I say, oh, come down, come down. And then no, she called the director of the hospital. Wow. We are working here, I told you, they were going to do a, a, a portrait of me, and there are now these soldiers and everything, and they have to go. Can you imagine? Wow,
1: that's amazing. That's such a great story. It's too bad you weren't able to capture some of that on camera, but I guess that would have been too threatening no, no, at that point.
0: Possible, yes,
1: yes. And wow. Then,
0: and then Kim, and she, 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 is, uh, she is amazing. She decided to, well, because at the beginning I wanted to have her, but she was a fair, uh, afraid. Right. You know, people has a lot of fear to talk and oh, of to course. The, face face to to the camera. Sure. And but she she was preparing, a, you know, her trip to the states.
1: Right.
0: And and at the end, you know, I convinced her uh, because in this film, all. The people that work in the film that helped me that invest in the film that mm, the crew we all did that for venezuela right
1: because what, what I love, Marguerite, about this film, and, and, and again, I don't think I've said congratulations to you on the film, uh, congratulations, this is, a, this is an important film and it needs to, it needs to be seen by, by politicians around the world, it needs to be seen by students and academics, uh, and just people like you and I uh, to, to tell this story, because the implications are, to me, are far reaching. Uh, they reach out into other cultures. And 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 there. I mean, you touch on gender, you touch on on power dynamics and censorship and and politics and and health infrastructure and poverty and the gap between the rich and the poor. I mean, it all comes out in your film in in a variety of ways, and I, I think it's really really quite remarkable. Uh,
0: there is something that, uh, in the states unjustified. Uh, is about pets. that it, yesterday someone from the public say even the dogs are sad in your film. <laughs>
1: That is a pretty funny soundbite. I bet you there's a there's a tweet about that somewhere, or maybe that's a headline for a review that's going to be written about your film. So you start you start the film with the with the at nighttime with the moon. There's a great line, uh, and I've written it down here somewhere, and it's going to come to me in a second. But somebody says, and and I forget who it is, but it might have been uh, might have been Eva talking about. Uh, uh, about fear and about security and safety and standing in lines and how it's better to, to be out, uh, uh, not at Eight. night. It, and the line is it's safer in the sunlight.
0: Yes. And I, I
1: love that line. That's so appealed to me for, that could have been the log line for the film, you know? <laughs> um, but do you think, and I, and sadly we have to wrap up the interview here in a couple of minutes, but do you think the sun is rising a little bit on Venezuela Or is it going to get a little worse before it gets better? I mean, I know you're going into some—they're going into some elections soon, uh, and I know there's some really difficult, violent
0: elections.
1: Sorry, say again.
0: I don't call that elections. Fair enough. Because uh, you know the leaders, uh, the opposition leaders, they are either in jail, either in house arrest, either exile in, uh, you in a, know. In other Costa countries. Or, either inhabilitated. They don't have the right to do politics.
1: Well, and now, and now we're back to fear, right? There's just this culture of fear around everything.
0: Yes, yes. And, you know, it's oppression. is, uh, and then, you have the fear of I think Venezuelans now are very depressed mm. uh, Venezuelan they don't believe in election that there that was a country with a culture of you know going to vote that was an arm and now the Venezuela they don't believe there is just all these people around the government, because the government, they made the population to become beggars. They need a, a, a carne de la patrie, you know, like in, in the Soviet Union, to have an idea, or, or in Cuba, to have an idea to go to, to buy food. That is uh, the the government give you, and then you have access to some some products, fast yeah. products with that, and you know the people became beggars.
1: Well, you have you to you have to take a number, and you bring okay. and you you yes. actually bring that out in the film in a literal way, but it also becomes a metaphor, a metaphor, it's metaphorical for for the political situation as well. We're going we're gonna to make you queue. We're going to make you wait in the line to get the very but, basic things you need.
0: But you know why? You know why? Is if you have a population that have to be, you know, uh, just thinking how to eat, how to get uh, the medicines, how to survive, uh, to be now, you cannot go out in the during the night because the, the the criminality is so high that then you have the fear to go out. Then the people they don't have the time to think.
1: That's right. That's right. It's a Do form. Not? It's a form. It's a form of oppression and control.
0: Yes. Yes. I would say that is a. a, a a political decision of the government to keep this situation. You know, for them, that is the only issue to control a country. There is uh, yesterday, I saw at the BBC that today, Colombia, Colombia is exporting more oil than Venezuela. Because they destroyed, that was, Venezuela, I don't know, Venezuela was the the country with uh, South Arabia that they found the OPEP. Venezuela was a a country, a very progressive
1: country. Well, you start, you start the film... Yeah, and you start the film by by sort of telling us that story and then end the film with a few statistics that are frankly quite disturbing and quite alarming about where the country is heading.
0: Yes, but you know, the figures that you see now, there are 5 million Venezuelans that left the country. Wow. Wow. Last year, when I finished the film, that was uh, uh, 1 million 500. That's right.
1: Right
0: now there are five. Wow, there is a problem with the in the region for Colombia, for Brazil, for Peru, <laughs> Chile. But because of Venezuela and the, uh, Colombia, they cannot afford. They have one million Venezuelans that arrived in the last six months.
1: Well, what's interesting about about that is all the other problems that occur as a result of of the corruption, of this yep. this form of oppression. As you say, just to sort of come full circle, that comment you made about how they need these people need to stay in power. These leaders okay. need to stay in power. And I, and and I use the word leaders loosely too. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh,
0: and, and and you know is no is also because you know these these politicians, well politicians, this uh, <laughs> this person these, uh, right. I, would say, I, th- I think there are criminals. Really, that is. A, if I have to say a word, I would say there are criminals because it's a crime to have children dying because of malnutrition
1: sure sure and it becomes Please? and it becomes about power becomes about power and prestige and about wealth it seems to me yes yeah yes. margarita we have to we have to end our conversation i think you need to get to a, another meeting or an interview it sounded yes. kind of important to me so i want to respect your time but but thank you so much for your your time today chatting about your fil- uh, new film um of all the women you met uh, of all the of all the images and the and the stories that didn't make it into the film are you, I mean, you're smiling uh, as I as I interview you, as we talk about your film. Are, are, can I come to that question? Are you hopeful? Is there sunlight on the horizon? I mean, are people starting to fight back in a way? Are people starting to take things into their own hands a little more? Or are we going to see things, well, we just really, I guess we don't know how things are going to play out, I guess, is probably uh, a fair response. Uh-
0: I think that we need the international help. We need the sanctions. We need uh, the the countries not accepting the result of the elections. We need the pressure that the international community could, could put in the government in Venezuela to make something happen. What? I don't know, but something happened. But for me, the most important one is that we need humanitarian aid. And the government, they are not allowing people to bring this aid. And for me, things will start to get better when we will start to get medicines food hope to the people
1: well i think that the uh, the the fact that you've told this story and that others i hope are going to be inspired by yours to continue to tell the story to continue the conversation it sounds like the reaction to the film has been has been wonderful uh, and and uh, I, I hope and continue that happens. And as I said earlier, I hope, I trust everyone gets to see this film uh, for so many reasons. Thank you so much for your time today. I've been sp- uh, speaking with uh, Margarita Cadenis about her new film, Women uh, of the Venezuelan Chaos. Thank you for your time. I hope uh, the rest of your stay is, uh, is, is a good one here in Toronto. Well,
0: tonight uh, we have the last uh, screening at 9.30 at TIFF. And well I hope will be sold out also. And as I said yesterday in during the QA, at the at the end of the QA, I say, well, I'm going to ask you something, it's not for vanity. Uh, of course, as a filmmaker, to have the audience awards is something is important. But it is also because it's a way to make awareness if we have you know made to talk about Venezuela to go to see this film and
1: and to affect and to affect some kind of social change.
0: Yes and then the, because when you see the film the the, the public, the, the audience say it's not the same, it's no a journalism is uh, just gearing into the life of right. these people inside their house. How to how to live there. It's a, it's a choral film.
1: It's a it's a film about about everyday life, about people yes. trying to survive and and make it through the day to tomorrow. Thank you so much for your time and for the film and uh, talking with Margarita Cadenas here today about her new film, Women of the Venezuelan Chaos.